Michael Mayo is an internationally respected medium, author, astrologer, and spiritual teacher. He brings a practical, grounded, and evidential style to his spiritual work. With his passion for teaching and helping others discover their own unique spiritual connection, he has taught and worked globally. He's the founder of the Oak Bridge Institute, an online school that strives to raise the standard of mediumship and psychic studies. He is also the author of Spirit Speak, a step-by-step guide to genuine spiritual communication. Throughout his 17-plus years of working with the spirit world, he has demonstrated his ability to connect with departed loved ones in both public demonstrations and private sittings. By bringing messages of love and hope from the spirit world, his mission is to show that we, like love, are eternal. Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach, and making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. Hello, Michael. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) I'm really well. I'm just so excited that you're here today. I'm excited to um, have this conversation with you and for my listeners to learn about you and everything that you do and your book and all of your magic. So welcome. Would you just share with everybody how all of this started? Sure. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. It's, it's I, uh, we've got a, we had a chance to chat a little bit uh, before we did this and we have such a nice uh, banter energy, really, really exciting. Absolutely. So happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started uh, my mediumship kind of uh, accidentally. So I stumbled uh, into a new age bookstore because I had had, um, I was in massage school at the time and one of our teachers had um, crystals and tarot or uh, oracle cards. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to like find something like that. So I Googled a place nearby called Awakenings um, and went in there, met the owner, came back the next day, met the owner again or saw the owner again. And he was like, oh, you should come to this mediumship demonstration. And I was like, what's a mediumship demonstration? Um, he's like, well, we have this medium from the UK who's here and he is doing uh, messages for people in the audience. So you know, you just come, you'll be like one of 60 and uh, you should come check it out. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'll go to that. And I thought to myself, you know, he's not going to come to me. I don't have anyone who's died or anyone close to me who's passed <clears throat> at this time. And so I was like, uh, we'll just sit and just see what happens. So I'm sitting there and watching him give messages to people that see, people seem to understand and they're able to take and all of that. People are crying and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Um, and then he turns to me and he goes, I'd like to come to you. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know anything's going on here. And uh, he says, are you, uh, I have an older gentleman here who, um, who wants to connect with you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, your grandfather's in the spirit world. I said, no. And then he said, your great grandfather is in the spirit world. It's like, yes, he is. Um, but I don't really know him. And he kind of like laughed it off and was just like, well, I know he's here to tell you something. So he like gave himself a second and then he got the message um which was he well he asked me are you were you very psychic and i said yes only because i'd had dreams and things like that that had come true uh, i didn't fully know what he meant and then uh he's like he's telling me that you are a medium that you need to start developing and that one day you'll be doing what i'm doing right now um and i was like what <laughs> like my brain kind of exploded and i was i was surprised by that um and then i remember maybe a couple of weeks later, I went to my first development circle. And in that circle, it was my turn to give a message. And I got the person's name. I got the relationship, the date, how they died, uh, details, personal details, all about, it. I mean, it was basically like your ideal reading. Right. And I, you know, after I finished that, I was just kind of like, and everybody was like, wow, that was like amazing. Cause it's, you know, my first class. And I remember going, huh, I guess that guy was right. <laughs> and, uh, and so then I went back the next week uh, and I got absolutely nothing. And then I went back the next week and I got zero things. And I went back the next week and I got nothing again. And um, so I thought to myself, okay, clearly I'm able to do this, but I don't know how to do it. So now I need to actually work and figure it out and develop it. Um, and many years later, I came to recognize that the older gentleman he was bringing through was actually probably one, my guide, who mm. uh, who is an older, you know, peers as an older gentleman. Um, and I think that that's probably what, who was trying to communicate with me. Um, and you know what? He ended up being right. I spent the last 17 plus years developing my mediumship, developing my psychic awareness. And um, yeah, he was, he was correct. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. And so you are a medium. You also do astrology. Yep. Yeah. I find that so fascinating. I just, I yeah. love it. So, and you work psychically with people as well. So psychically mediumship and the astrology, anything else, yeah. anything else in there? Uh, I used to sing and dance. <laughs> okay. So we have some entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't do that with people anymore, but um, yeah, so the astrology came through my mom. My mom was always into astrology. So I grew up with it kind of around me. And then like in the sixth grade, I got my first astrology book and started like studying astrology in the sixth grade, um, which is kind of funny. And, and yeah, at some point I, uh, started to learn more than my mother knew and started teaching her, um, mm -hmm. you know, how to do astrology. And then I had an amazing teacher uh, who came and taught me traditional astrology, uh, which is a little bit different from modern astrology and its rules and the planets that you use and how you would calculate things. But uh, it's proven to be far more accurate and far, I mean, I've literally been able to find lost items I've been able to um, tell people like the day that something's going to happen. And then they call me up and they're like, yep, that happened on that day. You know, my son moved out or whatever. So, you know, there's, it's pretty magical what astrology can do. I, I don't do as much of it now just because I'm so focused in the school and, and teaching mm -hmm. you know, mediums and psychics. So, um, but I do do it. It is, it's always there in the, in the back pocket. I love that. I love it. And we were chatting uh, before we were like, we're both Pisces. Ha ha. Yeah. Absolutely. We <laughs> got that vibe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, talk to me about your school, your school. I know why, why did you, how did it come about? Why did you think, you know what, I, I think I need to put a school out on the airwaves for people. How did that, how did that come yeah. about? So um, I didn't start teaching mediumship until 10 years into my development. Um, and what I found in those 10 years prior was that the quality of mediumship instruction varied greatly. So, you know, I had gone to different workshops or, you know, circles and things like that. And especially here in the United States, um, there seemed to not be as good quality teachers because it seemed to be a little bit more life coachy. Um, there wasn't a lot of evidence in it. Um, a lot of it was just entertainment. Someone would just basically say, I have your grandma and now she's telling me, you know, you should do this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that without, you know, showing that this person is who they are, say they are. So I thought, you know what, why not me? Why don't I just start teaching? So I started teaching. Um, and then I've always known that I wanted to do a school because I actually trained in the UK. And in the UK, they have um, Arthur Finley College. They right. also had a place called Kingswell's House. There's another place called Arthur Conan Doyle Center. So there's these different places that I had studied at. Um, and, you know, there was a, a quality of teaching at some of these places with certain teachers and things like that. Um, and I've always wanted to create something very similar because I want to make sure people get real authentic experiences. My, my journey with my own mediumship was like kind of me walking around blindly running into walls <laughs> and, you know, discovering this and that and trying this and that. And I always think to myself, man, what would I have, how, where would I be had I had the, the experiences I had later in my journey where right. things started to connect and things started to click right. I would have been way further along. Now, obviously <laughs> I'm okay with that now because now I can literally see pretty much any problem and go, oh, this is what's happening. This is how you fix it, right? Like if I was able to talk to my past me back in the day, right right after that first reading, um, I could have told him, here's what you're doing and here's how you fix it um, now. But I, you know, I didn't know that then. So my desire with the school, Oak, the Oak Bridge Institute, um, is to raise the standard of mediumship, raise the standard of psychism, uh, healing work, getting things that actually provide results and evidence instead of it being um, kind of whatever your imagination can can describe, if that makes sense. It does. Absolutely. I love that. And it's, um, you know, and, and here in Canada, sort of the same thing. You know, I often say that that here in Calgary, the um, the spiritual community is is um, young. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say young as yeah I even I've traveled around the world as well yeah right I've gone to travel with different different mentors and teachers just to go and have that experience because I'm of the same the same mindset I thought you know um and it was funny because I've I've seen spirits since childhood and I used to call them the see-through people and we grew up Catholic and that wasn't something that you talked about we didn't have Teresa Caputo on TV we didn't have books right like it was just something that was just always there and it just I sort of shut it down and then when my abilities really started to rear their head again, it was about 17 years ago after an accident. It was like, oh God, they're back. They're everywhere. Oh no. Oh no. What's, what's happening? And it was interesting because at that time I was um, becoming a Reiki master teacher and my Reiki master, she's like, oh yeah, you're going to be doing, you know, mediumship and this and that. And I said, oh no, I'm not talking to people. I'm not talking to those people. No, <laughs> that's not happening. And then it was funny because when I finally opened up and started doing Reiki for people, that's when the loved ones started coming in. I thought nicely played, 
nicely played. And again, if they had told me that, you know, years and years ago, I would have been, no, I, that's not going to happen. No. And you're right. Like having the wisdom now to be able to go back and say, Hey, yo, (laughs) you could do this and you could do that. And you could do this. And it was funny because I remember sitting there and then people were asking for readings. Do you do readings? You do readings, you do readings. I want to connect with this person. And I sat there and I thought, okay, well, I need to know how to control this. So it's not on all the time and I need to understand it. And I thought in that moment, I thought if I'm doing this, I'm doing this to the best of my ability. I don't want to be thought of as, I don't really care what people think of me at this point now. It's like, whatever, that's, that's a you thing. Um, But I love that because there is um, an authenticity to it. And I believe, I believe it's sacred. I I just, I, I value it. And it's funny. I do a lot of, you probably do this too. I have, um, I hear a lot of stories and it's a lot of debunking stuff. There was a woman that booked in about a week ago and she was like, can I ask you something? And I said, is this your first, your first reading? She goes, well, no. She said, I had this other reading, but my friend saw you and said, no, 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 you have to go see Shauna. And she said, I wasn't sure why, but she said, I think I know why she said the other girl was vaping during our session. And I said, huh? (laughs) I said, okay, not going to judge that. That's totally cool. I said, but my you, my background training and, and knowledge is that you, you want to be a nice clear channel and vaping is not going to add to that as yeah, it was just, it was fascinating. So I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard a lot of weirdo stuff too. Yeah. And I think also too, is people like if you say, Oh, I'm going to go to a medium that can mean all kinds of things to people and they don't have fully an understanding. And oftentimes um, you'll even see people who are doing quote unquote mediumship and actually are working psychically and they don't realize it because they just don't know the difference. And so, um, you know, I think even people who maybe do this work or say they do this work um, may not even fully be aware that how they're working or why it's working, especially if they haven't had proper development. Um, So that's why development is so important to Mm -hmm. make sure you're actually providing um, a quality outcome. I mean, there should be evidence. There should be proof of survival. There yes. should be personal details. There should be, I mean, uh, oftentimes people's street names come up in my readings, like literally the street that they're living on. And um, it just, it, it shows you validatable information. Yes. So I think that's a really, really important thing. And the other thing I always tell people too, if you ever feel bad or you feel weird or you feel uncomfortable or um, someone's making you feel anxious about something, that's probably not coming from the spirit and it's probably not the person that you want to work with. Um, So never buy into people's things like that. No, it's it's true, right? And it's, I love that. And, And just touching on that, let's talk about the difference between, you know, psychic and and mediumship. You know, it's interesting. There was some, um, there was a class I took years and years ago and the woman that was facilitating it, she was just a brilliant psychic, just brilliant. Like the stuff that she would know, she'd like, oh, so you had a bagel for breakfast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had a bagel for breakfast. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, it was just, it was freaky, weird stuff. And she had started talking about doing mediumship as well. And it wasn't until I had other development and learned more that I thought, oh, I, I don't think that she was doing, you know, I don't think that she was doing that. So yeah, would you... Would you outline what that looks like? What what is the difference? So simply put, uh, mediumship is connecting to departed loved ones. And then uh, specifically, so it's not telling you about your your lover or your, you know, what's going on? Does he like me? Does he not? What's happening in my future? It's not (laughs) that. Mediumship is specifically connecting to departed loved ones. Um, 
psychism is a lot more broad and it is uh, what I call reading nouns. So people, places, things. That's mm -hmm. what psychism is. And so you're learning to read energy of objects, of other people, of places. And that's, you're, you, you, although in psychism and mediumship, you both use the same faculties of like your clairaudience, clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience, um, where the source of the information is coming from is where the difference lies. Mm -hmm. So if you're connecting with a spirit person and they're giving you information, that's mediumship. If you're connecting in with a, a, a living person or an object or a space, that's psychism. So that's the simple sort of way to distinguish it. From a practitioner's perspective, the way you can start to tell the difference between the two is one, the type of information that comes through. So um, if you're talking about the future, if you're talking about personal things, um, generally that can be psychic, more leaning, psychic leaning. Um, that's not to say that your spirit communicator can't give you that information. Of course they can, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the biggest thing you'll notice is if you have a familiar familiarity with what's called the power. So we there's something called the power when you're working with mediumship, which is basically this energetic shift and change that happens in the atmosphere where you begin to become aware of spirit presence. Um, and you can feel them there. There's no question that there's a literal human spirit like right here standing next to you. Um, and so that's really the distinction because when you're working psychically, you won't really experience that. You can experience a type of flow or an energetic movement, but yeah. you won't experience an actual presence there with you. So unless you're feeling that and knowing that that's where you're getting the information, um, I think that sometimes it's easy to kind of, oh, he's she's getting things right, but it's not coming from this person. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now would you go a little bit further into evidential mediumship? Because yeah, a lot of people, you know, when they book in with me, they think you're like Teresa Caputo. And I'm like, not really. But I mean, yeah. we all have our own flavor. We all have our own, you know, style of doing things and our gifts work independently and uniquely for each of us. But, you know, doing, you know, the evidential. And I, it's funny because I said to my guides years ago, I said, you got to give me stuff people can't Google. <laughs> gotta, oh, yeah. I thought that's, um, yeah. Yeah. Important step. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that's what's so amazing about the mediums of the past. And I will come back to that question, but that's the amazing thing about the mediums of the past. We have so many incredible mediums, mm -hmm. um, you know, Estelle Roberts, Helen Hughes, Nan McKenzie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean, I could just keep going on. Gladys Osborne Leonard. We have all kinds of amazing, incredible mental mediums, some trance mediums where the kinds of details that they gave, like in their sittings would be like, your name is, uh, you know, Erica Johnson and your husband is in spirit. His name is, you know, William Johnson. You guys lived on XYXYZ street. And, you know, he's telling me that this morning you left a rose on his grave and that, I mean, like that level of specificity, that level and, and such flow with it. And I think that that is, um, that's a very far cry from kind of the mediumship that we see today where it is a lot of question asking who's john where would the you know roses fit for you that kind of thing where you're kind of posing questions to the sitter while i do believe that people that do that can still be getting mediumistic information they just haven't developed 
the detail. So part of it has to do with what we see on TV and we think, oh, well, I got that and they're on TV and they're famous. So therefore that's quality mediumship. The reality is, is that that if you don't know what the bar can be, you'll stop at that point and think that you're there. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Say that again. Mm. Yeah. So if you don't know where the bar can be, how good it can be, you'll yeah. stop here thinking that you've arrived at what a good medium looks like. That's and amazing. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so with that idea, um, it's why it's so important to learn about these other mediums of the past who were in mind blowingly amazing. The thing is, is anyone can develop that, but you need to work on it. You need to continue to develop it. And too many, too many people are so quick to want to get an Instagram and like start a YouTube channel and get out there and charge people after taking a weekend workshop. And yes. that's not how you will get evidence. So mm -hmm. what is evidential mediumship? It's being able to provide um, both what I call list information and personal information. List information is information that you could read off of a list. So he was 6'3", he was an engineer, he had six kids, he was, you know, uh, his birthday was March 24th, you know, something like that. So like that's list just facts about a person. He had brown hair, blue eyes, he had one teeth, uh, one tooth, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. the facts about someone. Then there's personal information and that, um, or personal evidence, that's you'd have to actually know the person to be able to talk about it. So their personality, the way that they joke, their sense of humor, me memories that you shared together. Um, I'm trying to think, it's all in my book, but I can try to remember what, <laughs> what I wrote down. But it's just, it's, a, it's all of those things that you would need, like personal stories or nicknames or things like that. Those are all things that you couldn't Google, that you have to actually have a relationship with that person to be able to tell. So you have both. You want to have both. Because for some people, list information shows evidence of survival because yes. you're giving facts and figures that are really important. But for other people, personal information really shows evidence of survival because you're talking about that actual relationship that these people have. So really it's having both of these pieces that I think really make a quality um, evidential message. So it's essentially being able to provide information that cannot be Googled, that you can't get from somewhere else um, and that shows this person, yep, that's my loved one. Absolutely. I love that. And it's, it's fascinating, right? And it's, I find that, you know, I find the sessions will vary from person to person and it's, it's what they, what they need to experience, what they need to hear. And I find what's, what's really interesting and from, you know, um, James Van Prague with his, his work years ago with um, growing up in heaven. Um, yeah. That is a lot of the work that I do now is connecting families with their children on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating because there are so many mediums that say, nope, whatever age they were here, that's what they stay forever. So they're forever 29 or they're forever 18 or it's this or it's that. And it's, it's been fascinating because I see children growing up on the other side and they come through at an age that will provide the most comfort and love. And I think that for me, that sort of encapsulates what I would hope to offer someone, not that I step into it thinking, oh, I have to be right or, or, oh, I'm going to be amazing. Or, you know, did I get that right? How accurate was it? You know what I mean? Like there's none of that. It's just more of a, okay, let's do this. I'm going to show up as the best version of me and, and, and relay those messages. And you're right. Like some people are, they don't care about well, how tall is he and what does he look like? They don't care about that. They want to know, they want to know the stuff that there's no way I would know because that gives them that validation and the evidence as you were saying absolutely and i mean to be fair you shouldn't know any of the information from a materialist uh, scientific oh. side 
mind mindset. You shouldn't be able to know what he looks like or even who it would be, right? There's no way to know that. But um, I, I mean, that is the truth of it. I think most people want to feel that heart connection, that we're painting that person back to life. That's really what they want. I'm curious because you mentioned that you, you know, work with parents and things like that. Have you worked at all or looked with uh, helping parents heal? I have. They are absolutely amazing. They, they keep messaging me every month. They're like, we need you to be certified. We have to get you certified. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's on my list. It's on my list. They are, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. The work that they're doing is, is absolutely incredible. And it, it's fascinating, you know, after losing my son, Jack 10 years ago, that was, I was like, nope, I'm not talking about that. Nope. That's mm, 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 mm. and then they started booking and I'm like, oh, nicely played. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm just here. I'm following along. Whatever happens. All right, happens. fine. This is what we're doing. So yes, thank you. I love that. Now, would you talk about Spirit Speaks? I'd love to hear all about your book. Yeah. So uh, I wrote a book, uh, my first book. Uh, it's called Spirit Speaks. It's a step-by-step -step guide to evidence-based uh, spirit communication. And I wrote it because I wanted to have something that I could hand to someone and be like, everything you need to know as a foundational perspective to do mediumship, here you go. Like I want to be able to, to write it out because I teach it, right? I teach it in my courses at Oak Bridge uh, and all of that. But to have it you know, well-explained, organized, step-by-step -step approach, because that's kind of who I am. I'm very like, you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. When it comes to mediumship, that's, I think that's kind of my gift as, as a teacher, is taking this sort of abstract, kind of confusing, like what? And putting it in a organized way that people can comprehend and that they can 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 develop. So I took all of that, and I put all of my experience in into that book. And um I did it because there's so much misinformation out there about mediumship yeah. and I wanted to be able to provide something that's like a how to, and then also really iron out a lot of the mm, things that are out there. Because I mean, if you go on like TikTok, for example, and you oh. go spiritual TikTok <laughs> or mediumship TikTok or anything like that, it's the wild, wild west out there. So <laughs> there's it all is. kinds of things wow. that are there and I'm just like, wow this is, this is wild. And, and because I had so many years uh, in the sort of woo woo space, right. And I had the chance to experience all kinds of claims, all kinds of, you know, people and gifts and things like that. They did majority of them were just working from their mind. Majority of them were doing pseudo psychology and it, and, and it wasn't really anything that's coming from the spirit. And for me, that's made me go, okay, what's the most efficient, effective way to get people to have genuine spirit connection? Because nothing is more magical. I mean, you can wear crystals in your hair and your bra. You can like burn incense till the cows come home. Minute, I have to adjust this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but none of that is actually going to develop you. No. It's not. And, and I hate to be, well, I'm classically known as the bubble popper. Yeah. People's bubble with the facts, <laughs> but um, the reality, the reason that is the case for me is because the reality is far more amazing and beautiful and mind blowing than any sort of thing that we can gin up or create or imagine. Um, it helps us to be grounded in reality. And the funny thing with mediumship too is like, 
you're more likely going to face yourself and your issues and what comes up for you when you're doing genuine mediumistic development versus when I go, oh, you know what? I'm having a problem. Let me just Palo Santo myself. Mm-hmm. And like, now I'm all better, right? Yeah. So we kind of get rid of the spiritual bypassing and we go straight into, oh, I'm feeling vulnerable and insecure right now. Where's that coming from? Let me deal with that. So you, there's like this, personal development mixed with the spiritual development, which I believe are two separate paths that both need to be uh, cultivated. Um, So yeah, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but there you go. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's just, it's exactly what it's meant to be. And we will have in the show notes, how everyone can, um, can receive a copy of your book and where to find it and all that kind of good stuff. I would, yeah, I'll have to get a copy of it. Now, this was something I wanted to ask you. Um, Do you, a lot of people consider mediumship, you know, anyone can do it and anyone can develop it. And, da, 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 da. and, you know, I often tell people, well, you know, psychics are not mediums, but mediums are, have both <laughs> kind of running, you know, I can step into the psychic work and then I can jump back into the mediumship work. And it's sort of a culmination of things. I always think of it as, as a gift. I see it as sacred. And do you think that it's more of a skill that someone just develops over time? So because I've been teaching for as long as I have, mm-hmm. and because I've watched a lot of people develop their mediumship. Um, I have noticed that pretty much anyone, I can get them to start developing mediumship and communicating with the spirit world. So for me, it's an extension of what we actually already are, which is the spiritual being having a human experience. So in my mind, there's a sense of feeling that there's no reason why we couldn't also connect with those on the other side because you're already that just because we have the illusion of this physical body and we have this little you know evolutionary brain thing that acts as an inhibitor of our awareness yeah right which is really what it is it's sort of really? like a smooshes it down to so that you're actually here yeah um, so if we can learn how to get past the thinking mind if we can learn to get past that logical reasoning all that sort of thing we then start to be able to experience more uh, of ourself. And when we move into that space, that's where we can start to connect with the spirit world because really we're just connecting with more of us. You can kind of think of your spirit as partly in this world and partly in the other world. Um, I don't I don't mean that literally, but what I do mean is that there is some sort of link to that divine, link to that you know greater consciousness. And so what we're learning to do is to quiet our thinking mind so we can access more of ourselves and therefore our mediumship. Now, with that being said, there are some people who have a much more natural or ease with developing mediumship. And so those people, whether that's from life experiences or maybe that's passed down through generations, those people will have an easier time, a more natural time developing it. Um, And so in that way, one could look at that as maybe a gift because that's something that they've uh, naturally have. Either way though, whether you're, born with a propensity for it or not, you need to develop it, right? Because even if I'm a really good singer, I still need to go and, you know, to be an opera singer, I need to still go train that, right? Even though I have a natural propensity for something, I still need to develop it so that you can use it both from an ethical, uh, an ethical way, as well as um, being able to use it to the best of its ability, right? Because we all want it to be the best that it can be. So that's how you would cultivate it. So that's, that's my experience. I love that. And 
it, it's so, you know, and it comes down to those foundational pieces of, of developing it. And, you know, it's, um, I remember years ago when I first started teaching Reiki, um, people would come for the weekend and we would do, you know, Reiki level one. And then they would think, okay, I've got people booked next week. You, you need time to actually embody this. <laughs> you, you are going to have your stuff kind of bubble to the surface. Like I always say, <laughs> Reiki is like a rotor rooter. It's just going to dig in <laughs> all of your stuff that you didn't even realize was there. It's going to come out. It's going to be lovely. It's beautiful. But in essence, it's making more room for, you know, all of that, you know, the universal energies, love, whatever you want to call it. And so I find it really fascinating. And same thing with people that that <laughs> take the mediumship classes. It's like, they're like, so when can I start doing this? And, da, 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 da. and um, there was a gal in one of the classes, this was a couple of years ago. And she said, well, you know, I've been doing readings already. So I think, I think that, you know, I could probably just, you know, brush up on some stuff with you. And then I could start offering readings. And I said, sure. I said, how about this? And she's like, what? I said, how about you, how about you read for me? And she just looked at me and she said, okay. I said, yeah, you read for me. You let me know who's here and let's, let's just take it for a test drive and let's see how we, how it goes. And it was so funny because yeah, she was not to put her on the spot like that. It was just, she was probably 50%. I, I can give her an honest 50. I said, you know, at the end of it, I said, yep, you nailed it. Yep. Yep. No. Yep. No. And so we kind of went through and she was just like, oh, okay. And what we talked about, as I said to her, I said, some people need to know, they need to feel that their loved one is in the room with them. They need to, you know, if, if, you know, Uncle Charlie was a bit of a perv, they need to kind of, you, if you're picking up on perv energy and, or he's swearing, I have, I, I, my guides like to swear like truckers. And so I, I, you know, a lot of the people that come through, they're swearing like this and they're swearing like that. And, you know, and at first I, I didn't want to say stuff like that. I was like, oh, well, no, I'm spiritual. I shouldn't be saying stuff like this. Mm. And then one of my teachers, she's like, they still have their personality. They're going to come through however they need to come through for that person to know. And so, yeah, every time, every now and again, I'll drop an F-bomb and then the person is like, oh, yeah, that's that how he that, talks. Yeah. <laughs> that's him. And so, yeah, it was really cool in that instance because it was, I love the confidence. I love that people are so passionate and they're so excited and they want to share it and they want to bring that to everyone that they encounter. It's just, it's, I always say to people, there are foundational pieces. Like you, when you're building a house, you need a nice solid foundation and then you can build upon that. And then when you get to a certain level, you go crazy, do what you want. You can have big blonde hair and big crazy nails and you can do whatever <laughs> you need to do that, you know, makes it yours. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's why, you know, in Oak Ridge, we have our foundation series, um, foundations one, two, and three. And um, we really don't consider people ready to start working with the public until they're about two and a half, three years into their journey. Because what, I mean, this is, may I talk about my book, the journey of the medium and the journey of what, you know, what occurs. The first two years of your mediumship development, you're essentially in delusion. <laughs> like you're, I mean, I'm put that nicely. Like you're so enthusiastic. You're so excited. You want to absorb everything. You're like going, you know, balls to the wall. They're like diving into it. And then they, then they get enough information to be dangerous, you know, as they <laughs> first year. And then now they're like, I want to tell everyone, I want to teach everyone. Cause like now I have at least a little bit of someone, people underneath me that I can help and like do yes. things. So they get super jazzed and super excited and all of that. So then uh, after that, then they usually hit some sort of wall or challenge somewhere probably around that, you know, first to, into the second year where they're like, all of this flashy and magicalness starts to fade away and they start to deal with the reality of what it means to be a medium and facing themselves. And so then that's where you actually see 
people who got went out too early into the public eye really run into trouble, really run into challenge. Um, they feel like they can't do it anymore. They feel like the, you know things are really super hard. And then it's not until like around that two year mark where I feel like people, they all calm down. Everything finally gets grounded and they're just like, oh, okay. Like I actually have something to actually look at and reflect and see that there's these journeys and what it really is. And then it's around that time where I start to feel, okay, assuming that their quality of work is good. Um, then I can start to be like, okay, two, three years. Now it's time where I can start to introduce you to, you know, the spirit, uh, sorry, to the public. It's mediumship is much more than just being able to deliver a message. If, if you think mediumship is only about giving messages, you'll be missing the most valuable part of it all. Yes. So it's really important um, to do that, especially since we're working with a vulnerable population. You work with people who've lost children. You've lost children, a child. You know exactly what that space is like. Yeah. You know how sensitive, how, how much that means, right? And so it's a huge responsibility for people to try to support and help those people. And if you don't have the personal ability to do that, if you have personal triggers and weird things that you haven't dealt with, um, if you can't provide quality information, that could have potential harming effect on the people that you see, um, the, the people in grief. So I'm super big on like, you don't need to go out and working in the public realm until you're really, truly ready. My teacher, Gordon Smith, didn't go out until five years into his development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and myself too, that was about the same amount of time, about five years before I started working with the public, because it was so important to me to be able to do a quality job. And you don't know what you don't know. And it requires time mm -hmm. to understand that wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so true. And I remember one day, um, my daughter, Emma, she's 18 now, she came home and I just finished up with clients and she said, mom, why do you always have Kleenex on the table? And I said, oh, sweetheart, I'm kind of holding, I'm holding their heart. I'm, I'm literally holding their heart and I'm helping them to grieve and mourn and have beautiful messages. And just, it's, it's a very, very special space. And it's, it's not for everyone, you know, like it's, um, if someone had said to me, you know, 10 years ago, oh, well, yeah, your whole practice is going to be about children. I would have said, uh, no, I'm going to go get my realtor license. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, it's something, and it's interesting too, because even with stepping into that different kind of arena, I kind of ran up against, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, and, and we transitioned for a myriad of reasons, right? And so working with children is its own little soft spot. And then how these, these children are, are transitioning and, and you know, what that looks like. And so, yeah, it's been really quite fascinating. And now it's at, I'm at the point now where if there's something that comes into my reality, that's new, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> this is exciting, right? Because as I'm sure, you know, after, you know, reading for so many years and, and however many people, it's like, there are common themes that you see that come through and, and, and we work through that. But yeah, every now and again, there's, there's kind of a curveball where it's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> That's amazing. And then after we get that figured out, then those people start to come in. It's just, it's really quite fascinating. I'm sure. Yeah, well, and at that point you're learning from the experience, right? And, and people yeah. can have knowledge till the cows come home, right? But it's it's the experience that gives you the wisdom, experience that gives you the the learning and the lesson. Sorry, if you see me struggling, it's because my cat's jumped up on my lap. Oh hi! Does he want she he? he he's he's, he's a who is he? Bit crazy! I'm trying to pick him up. Is he? Uh, oh, 
Hi. Oh, so, oh, and some kisses and some love. Oh my goodness. I've got midnight. He's asleep under, under my desk. He usually comes on and gives everybody the butt. And I'm like, okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> wow. You know what? It's interesting. This whole week, every call animals have been in animals oh. of, yeah, everybody's coming in and it's just like, I think they just want to be a part of it. They just want to yeah. contribute, be a part of yeah. it. I think that's he's so like, cool. Hey, notice me. Yeah. He's- hey, his whole his whole time I've had him he's always I mean all my students know like oh there's Michael's cats (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just mid lecture and I'm like just holding a cat and just like yeah so anyway (laughs) so anyway (laughs) I love it I think that's fantastic now we talked a little bit about how you connect to your spiritual self can we let's talk a little bit a little bit more about that yeah it's something specific are you, are you interested just in more? Like, I think just with the idea of connecting with your spiritual self is the starting point. And yeah. then we open it up into the mediumship. hundred percent. So like one of the things that I always say to my students is it's a, it's not about the message. It's not about giving a message to someone. It's about spiritualizing the self. And what that means to me is it's about you cultivating within yourself awareness awareness of who you are, what you are. And I don't mean just like psychologically, becoming aware of how your energy works, becoming aware of how, um, you know, the the way that you view other people, um, the way that you choose to present yourself in the world as far as, you know, how much understanding and compassion can you bring to different situations, right? Um, What I tend to find is those people who have really cultivated a strong sense of spirit, the byproduct of that tends to be more compassion, more kindness, more patience, more understanding, more openness. Um, and, and to me, that's the thing, that's the key thing. And it's not just like saying the right things. It's not just, you know, wearing the right attitude. It's really about embodying love. And, and how do I embody that love? How do I find moments to, you know, pause instead of act and react to all of life's experiences how do i choose to respond from a place of compassion and love that's not to say we don't feel negative emotions that's not to say we don't have our frustrations and explosions and all of that sort of thing that those things do happen but having awareness to work towards mitigating those things and communicating in in a much better way i think that is a, a component of that but it's also finding what inspires you. So there's, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you probably experienced this. There's like certain things that we read or watch or listen to that really almost makes us feel uplifted or inspired in some way where it sort of like reignites that like passion or desire to explore and understand the spirit world or myself. Yeah. For me, that's oftentimes, you know, learning about the mediums of the past and what they were capable of and the lessons that they learned along their journey. That's something that oftentimes inspires me. Mm-hmm. Other things that inspire me are things like um, the mystics, like Rumi, for example, yes. you know, reading Rumi and, and getting a sense of uh, just these deeper truths. And then also not making my mediumship all about having to give a message to people and instead meeting the other world from a space of just communion. So coming to the spirit and saying, Hey, I'm just here. This is your time. Whatever it is that you want to 
impart on me or not, just be, just let me feel your presence. Let me feel that love move into a still quiet place and just allow yourself to be touched by presence, which oftentimes doesn't require speaking or messages or images. It's just being held in the oneness of you and that creator, you and that divine source. Those kinds of things I feel are so much more valuable than just being like, I need to make sure I can, you know, get the mechanics of this mediumship down. The mediumship ends up being a tool for how to experience the world and how to understand it from an entirely different realm and perspective. That's very, uh, I think sometimes people make mediumship the answer, the end all be all. And I don't think it is. I think it's just a way in which you can experience yourself and experience the world um, and get just that little smidge of a clearer picture. I love that. I, it's absolutely, it's, um, you know, after each and every session, I always finish up and I, I just have such intense gratitude to be a part of something. It was, it's just like, I, whoa, I, wow, thank you. Like, it's just, there are no words oftentimes. And, and it's fascinating because whenever there's the children energy runs through, it's just, it's like, I tell people, it's like, it's like champagne bubbles. Like I can't, there's nothing else I feel that with, but like when my son comes through, when other children come through, it's just like, it's just, it's just so, it's just, there is just, it's unconditional love. And it's just so, so beautiful and so powerful. And and you're right. It's just, it's, I'm as curious as anybody is, right? Like, it's just whenever someone comes in, you know, books in with me, it's just, it's like, well, let's see what we get. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to show up and we're going to have fun and let's just put all the pieces together. And it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful attitude to have. I mean, that's, I, I have the same way uh, when I do readings, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I have no clue. I don't come to it with the mindset of it needs to look, feel, or be a certain way. I'm just here and I'm just here to let myself be inspired. And that's really what the development of the medium is, is learning to get out of the way to let yourself be moved by the other world. I love that. And now, why are we here on earth? Yeah. So my running theory, <laughs> because I'm always open to it being changed based on new information. But my running theory is it's all about learning. It's all about learning. And honestly, it feels, to, and I said that, I got chills. <laughs> um, it honestly feels like it's learning love and it's learning love and the absence of love or the sense of the illusion of its distance from us that I think creates the lessons in this sort of 3D world that we are find ourselves in. But I think we choose to come here because it's such a, it's such an experience. It's so convincing, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you, you hear this all the time from people who have had, you know, near death experiences or recalled experiences of death um, where they talk about there was, there is no mistakes. There's nothing you can actually do wrong while you're here. Um, that really it's all about love and it's about learning and expansion and evolution. And I tend to think that the human spirit, uh, the soul, whatever you want to call it, is an extension of that greater consciousness, that source that we, I just call, you know, spirit with a capital S. Um, to me, it's that experiencing itself, right? And we are all pieces of that greater source. Mm -hmm. And we just happen to put ourselves in these different positions and experiences to deepen and unfold what it means to be 
a being, a consciousness, um, mm -hmm. and how to embody love more and more and more and more. Because um, we often notice that our biggest lessons, our biggest transformations, and our biggest um, growth tends to come from the most challenging experiences that we have. I mean, how often are we like, I'm in peaceful love all the time. And then suddenly, you know, now we have this profound change in us. I don't see that very often, right? Usually if it's working, don't fix it, right? If it's not broken, don't fix it. So I tend to find that those big challenges or even small challenges, right? They cause us to have to grow. It's in, in the discomfort that we grow. And I think our spirit has a sort of knowing of that. And so it goes, you know what? Instead of chilling here in this like place of unending love, <laughs> which is the spirit world, let me pop into earth or maybe some other planet or some other universe or whatever to mm -hmm. have an experience to learn. And let me do it with my friends. Let me do it with my soul family. Let me do the people that I love. Let's all go into this. It's sort of like, we're going to go do a play for a little while <laughs> and you're going to be this person and I'm going to be this person. And we're just going to have that experience. And then when we pass, we sort of take off the role and we go, oh, okay, what did I learn? What was important, right? You see that a lot with the life review where yeah. the life review is all about who did I help? Who did I love? What, who did I hurt, right? And recognizing the impacts and the ripples that occurred from that, that experience. So to me, that just points to the fact that this is all about learning. This is all about growing. And it has some sort of, moral basis to it. It has some sort of like personal growth sort of aspect to it um, that seems to be there. I love that. Thank you. That that was beautiful. I just, I absolutely love that. Now, where can everyone find you? Yeah. So uh, everyone can find me at a few places. So um, if you're wanting to book a reading with me or a session or something with me, you can do that at mediummichaelmayo.com. Um, and then there's a book now button that you can find. Uh, if you're wanting to learn and develop your own mediumship or psychic awareness, you can do that at oakbridgeinstitute.org. Um, that's Oak Bridge, like a bridge that takes you across the stream, um, oakbridgeinstitute.org. Um, and you can do that there. We offer weekly classes that you can just drop into. We offer uh, courses if you're really serious and you want to really learn how to do this, that you can come to it with no experience um, and then all the way moving all the way up to uh, advanced work where people are learning to become public demonstrating mediums. So yeah, we offer a lot there. Beautiful. I love that. And your book, your book is on Amazon. Is that where people can find it? My book is on it? Amazon. It's also at Llewellyn.com. Um, might even be in a bookstore that you have there. And then anyone can find all of my uh, social media tags at uh, Medium Michael Mayo. Perfect. And again, we'll have everything in the show notes so everyone can find you. Thank you so much for your time today. I, I love our conversations. I know we could just keep going on and on and we on. We literally could keep going. Um, but I would love to come back. So if you yes, have me absolutely. back, happy to come back. It was such a pleasure being here. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Loved having you. And yes, we, we will definitely have you back. And thank you so much. Thank you for um thank you for sharing you with with all of us. We uh it'll be it'll be amazing. I can't wait for everyone to uh to hear this episode. So thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium or visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org where you'll find my offerings 
including my Growing Up in Heaven program that teaches you how to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. Thank you for listening and see you next time here on the Oracle of Light.